name is Ana Jimena Sosa, and I'm the host for the iTrila podcast show. With us today is Caroline Carlos, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Ana. Yeah, um, we're so happy to have you. So Caroline Carlos is the former director of the P-TECH program at the Culberson County Alamore ISD and is now a law student at the University of Texas School of Law. We are very glad to have the opportunity to talk to you about P-TECH and the curriculum developed and implemented for local professional development at Van Horn. The work with the Texas Education Agency and Blue Origins Endorsement and Blue Origins Club for the Future and the Origin for the Idea as well as your experience with navigating all these developments. Um, so recently, P-TECH, or Pathways to Technology Early College High School, and the Texas Education Agency approved a request to design a collegiate program that will prepare Van Horn students for STEM careers in local industry fields. As a former director of P-TECH program at Culberson ISD, could you share more with us about the development of this effort? Absolutely. Um, P-TECH is something that I'm really passionate about and excited for. So as you mentioned, this was definitely a Texas-led effort. Mm -hmm. um, and in 2017, Governor Abbott approved $5 million um, in, in P-TECH planning grants uh, across the state of Texas. And so he saw this model um, primarily, I believe it was originated in New York, um, spearheaded by IBM with different New York public schools to try to prepare kids for careers at IBM and other software companies. Uh, Texas saw this and saw the success of P-TECH and really wanted to roll that out in the state of Texas. And so in 2017, they really sort of made a big push and said, okay, we're gonna dedicate funds to this. Um, I came on at CCISD in 2019. Um, and so in the spring of 2019, we applied for funding of that, you know, $5 million um, to get a P-TECH um, planning grant. And so in spring of 2019, um, we received that planning grant. It was $50,000, and we were one of only 10 school districts in the state of Texas to get P-TECH funding that year. And so the whole concept around P-TECH is that you want to build these school to career pipelines. Often high schools are finding that their kids aren't matriculating into college and aren't finding themselves in very successful careers right out of high school. Um, typically, they find themselves in high school, you know, minimum wage jobs um, after, after graduating their senior year. Um, and even if they don't want to go to college, you know, schools want to set their kids up for success, set them up for meaningful jobs. And so P-TECH was all kind of about imagining how we consider the curriculum and the partnerships for a school district. So, you know, for, um, uh, for P-TECH in particular, the whole concept is what if we were able to graduate our students, not just with a high school diploma, but also with an associate's degree. So when they graduate on the stage, their senior, you know, graduation, they're holding not just their high school diploma from their high school, but also an associate's degree from a nearby community college. And so that model and that concept was really exciting for us because we know that, you know, positions and jobs that require an associate's degree just always said like, okay, what if we can provide that here? And so that was really the genesis of it. We wanted to, you know, um, help our kids, you know, earn um, higher paying salaries, um, go into meaningful works in our region. Um, and so that was that was really the idea behind P-TECH. Like. Um, yeah, no, so thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, I also wanted to ask, so I read that you were able to obtain uh, a Blue Origins endorsement. What motivate, motivated you to bring Blue Origin to the table and help implement the P-TECH curriculum? And how did you do it? 
happen. So as part of a PTEC grant, um, Texas Education Agency, which is the one that facilitates the grants, they say, you know, go out and find employers that you're going to work with, right? The whole idea is developing associate degree pathways that match to, you know, growing high paying jobs in your region, right? So the first step is like, what are the high paying jobs in our region, right? We're in the middle of the desert uh, in the Chihuahuan Desert out in Culberson County. Um, we have a lot of pecan farms, we have talc mining, and then we also happen to have, you know, the world's richest man, or maybe that's changing recently with Elon Musk, um, but his private space company in our backyard, in our county. And this is so exciting, right? Because, you know, if you're a big software company, primarily you're going to San Francisco, or you're going to New York, or you're going to Austin, Texas, um, because you know that's where the workforce exists that has, you know, a ton of computer software programmers and developers to to do, you know, do the work you're you're looking to build out. Um, but in terms of an aerospace company, actually one of the big attractions, and you know this in South Texas, is yeah. that there's a lot of land and there are very few noise ordinances or things like that, right, in that county. Um, and so that attracts these like big cutting edge space companies to use, you know, to deserts in Texas, which is very exciting. So all of a sudden we had this sort of cutting edge aerospace company. Our kids were very excited about space. Um, they had interacted with aerospace engineers as their neighbors and uh, and out at dinner and things like that. They knew they were in their community, but you know, up until this point, there was never any moment for them to really interact. And so we just felt like, okay, Blue Origin, this is such an exciting thing. We need to try to get them on board as one of our um, you know, sponsoring companies. And for Blue Origin, this made a lot of sense because frankly, it's hard to attract talent out into the middle of the desert. Um, and so here all of a sudden we had an, a potential employer base that wanted to live in Van Horn. These kids, you know, they're multi-generational families that exist in, in Van Horn. These kids already want to stay there. So if we can train them with the skills that they need to, to be prepared for successful careers at Blue Origin, then it solves, you know, both, a, you know, a mutual interest, the origin who wants to retain and also for our school who wants to be able to graduate kids into really exciting high paying jobs. And um, what did Blue Origin contribute in the development of the PTEC program? So you mentioned that they worked kind of like as a partner that you were able to share with when you were applying to PTEC, but is there something else that they've been doing like since then? Yes. So, you know, when we received that original planning grant from Texas Education Agency, we went out and, and we talked to, you know, more than just Blue Origin, but also the pecan farm out there and in natural minerals, which is our uh, talc mine, to say, hey, we'd like to bring you to the table. We'd like to have monthly meetings with you to plan what PTEC is going to look like in Van Horn. And so our biggest question was, if you were to hire somebody with only an associate's degree today, and they would be hired, <laughs> what would that associate's degree be in? What are you looking for? What's the kind of, what's the workforce need that you have? And by and large, we were hearing from these employers that we'd, we need more instrumentation and electronics engineers. And we said, great, we're gonna go build that. We're gonna go build that expertise in Van Horn schools um, so that they will be ready when they have their associate's degree and their high school diploma to apply for those kinds of jobs. So one of the biggest important things that Blue Origin did early was just identify a need for us um, and say, this is what we're looking for in future candidates. And so once we identified that, then we started really kind of getting granular about what that curriculum was gonna look like. 
in addition to instrumentation electronics, they wanted, you know, they wanted applicants with welding experience, with OSHA certification and things like that. And so then we just started kind of building those components into that, you know, associate's degree. And so at the end of the day, the curriculums, you know, the, that we started building, we created sort of three pathways in discussion with all of these industry leaders, which was one instrumentation electronics, two welding, and three, a general associate's degree with a STEM focus. And so, you know, we wanted students to really be able to enter and exit as they wanted to, right? They may not want to go for a full associate's degree in welding, but that's okay. They can just get their industry certification in that and then do an, just a general associate's degree. So we wanted to create that kind of flexibility that our students would like um, and um, also that our employers were liking just to, to create something that was really meaningful and sustainable all around. Um, so, yeah, that was that was kind of how we brought them to the table in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, and could you share with us where did P-Tech originate? I think you mentioned IBM, but um, can you share more about that? Yeah. So I know that IBM was working with uh, New York City Public Schools, uh, and that's kind of where the P-Tech framework started coming from, which was mm -hmm. essentially like, you know, here we have all these employers that have employer needs. And then we have these schools who have like a deep passion for wanting to prepare their kids for the future. But rarely do these two talk to each other. Um, and so that was the whole concept behind P-TECH was like develop a framework where you're really introducing schools with workforces and trying to say, like, how can we together as a community develop these kids, you know, develop our students for the future, for future careers that are growing in this area, make sure that they're um, that they can see and identify the pathways to that. So it's really just about bringing employers into the conversation. Um, and I, I don't want to just say it's all about just employers coming in because part of our P-TECH design sessions were also our district staff, wonderful teachers that we had who were saying like, hey, listen, you know, our kids, you know, prefer this type of learning method. Can we make sure that we tailor it in this way? So it was really a group effort to, to get at the curriculum that we ultimately did. And what's the timeline of like developing the, the, the curriculum and then implementing it? Is it already being implemented in the district? It's so we had through TEA a year long um, planning grant. And so that was the 12 months that we were working with employers to say, okay, we're gonna develop these three pathways. And then at the end of that 12 months, we applied to TEA for additional implementation funding. We were really fortunate. We got that implementation funding um, from Texas Education Agency. So that was an additional $150,000 for us to go build out um you know what these labs were going to look like what these classrooms were going to look like to develop the remote software for our kids to be zooming basically into classrooms at odessa college which was our associate's degree partner they're a fabulous um community college here in in far west texas so we knew we wanted to work with them but they were all the way in odessa and we were in van horn so it was like many hundreds of miles between us our, we had to figure out a way for them to do that remotely and then in addition to that, one thing that we kept feeling like is like, I think we've all seen this during the pandemic, which is remote learning can be really hard for certain students. They really want the in-person engagement. So uh, we, we see typically better learning outcomes when there are teachers in, in person. And so the next step was actually, how do we certify our high school teachers with Odessa College so that they're certified to teach college classes on Van Horn's campus. And so that was kind of the leveling up that we continue to do today to like really almost 
you know, just bring those college classes right into into the high school. Um, and you touched upon this earlier, um, but I, I want to talk a little bit more about it. Kind of like the parallel between Van Horn and the Valley, like small cities um, didn't get much attention before. And now all of a sudden there's huge companies and in, in them. And it's like a totally new environment, especially for students that are like growing up around this environment, going to school and then seeing these possibilities. And then like curriculums like PTAC, bringing these opportunities for them to like join that pipeline from, you know, education to being professionals. Um, so how can a school district in the RGV establish a program like PTAC the way you all did in Vanport? What are your recommendations? You know, I, I think the fact that Van Horn was such a small community that we knew each other, right? It's 2000 people. <laughs> it's hard, you know, for the school district in Blue Origin, you know, not to see each other at the grocery store at dinner and things like that. So there were already some of those existing relationships um, where people felt like they could quickly email and say, hey, you know, our kids are really interested in learning about aerospace. Would you be interested in coming in um, to the school to talk about Blue Origin? So we already had some of those kind of like, you know, that initial relationship. So I'm not sure if, if I'm sure Laredo schools are trying to do this, but, you know, reaching out to neighbors who I'm sure are engineers at SpaceX, <laughs> reaching your or senior managers at, Space, at SpaceX and saying, listen, we'd love to have you into the school. We'd love for you to give a talk or just talk about your own experience going from high school to college to a career here or getting your aviation, you know, certification or things like that. And sometimes, you know, just even having those individual engineers coming in, even if it's not a full fledged relationship between the high school and SpaceX, that just bringing in somebody who's a successful SpaceX engineer, a woman, a guy, whoever it is, it could be young, old, um, it really helps kind of spark something in students to say, I didn't know that was possible. Okay, it's clear to me now what the roadmap is. I'd like to get into this kind of college. I'd like to study this type of degree. These scholarships exist. Just even that personal interaction immediately is starts opening doors for students. And all of a sudden, you know, if they develop a mentoring relationship with that engineer, that engineer becomes their recommender for college or things like that. So we were really trying to bring engineers in to have one on one experience with our students. We had, you know, Blue Origin had a ton of young 20 something engineers who weren't that far away from high school. And so bringing them in to do ACT prep, SAT prep, things like that, creating those volunteer opportunities was really for us the first building block to this. And then once there, you know, um, once those individual relationships existed, it just create, you know, there was more momentum, more energy with which to say, hey, would you like to come on as a full partner here? You know, we we see your engineers getting a lot of um, great experience out of this, being a mentor. A lot of them are looking for, you know, some early management experience. Think about bringing these students for a small capstone project, you know, onto your onto your site. The it was just the more that we could show Blue Origin that this was a mutually beneficial relationship, um, the smoother things were. Um, and so I also I just have to credit Blue Origin for being incredibly on board to do this. Um, they have a their own nonprofit called Club for the Future um, with a very expressed intention to do STEM outreach. And so in a lot of ways, there was just already a lot of groundwork with which to kind of tack this partnership onto. So that, now that you mentioned uh, Blue Origins, uh, what are your thoughts on the recent Blue Origin launch from Vaughn? 
Van Horn. I know that happened recently. Yes, it did. I mean, there's been yeah. two successful launches. Um, the I mean, well, to be fair, to Blue Origin, they've had, I think, you know, upwards of 14, 15 successful <laughs> launches. But the most recently, there have been uh, two right human flights. And mm -hmm. so uh, one with Jeff Bezos um, and then one with William Shatner most recently. And so both of that, you know, those events have been so exciting for Van Horn. I mean, listen, Van Horn's a small town. <laughs> and during those events, you had CNNBC, MSNBC, Al Jazeera, Fox News, everybody um, descending on Van Horn. Uh, everybody with a media truck was there. And so that was a really exciting time for Van Horn to all of a sudden be thrust into the news. Um, because, you know, you had these news reporters, Anderson, like Anderson Cooper, <laughs> kind of <laughs> rolling around Van Horn, which was so exciting for people. They were mowing their lawns and all of a sudden they had a CNN reporter coming up to them just to ask me like, hey, can I have 10 minutes of your time? A funny story was, you know, a guy was was mowing his lawn and he said, yeah, you can have 10 minutes of my time, but you're going to have to pick up some hedge cutters uh, <laughs> to talk with me. Contribute. Yeah. 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 Listen, I'm a busy guy. I don't have a lot of time. So yeah, feel free to, to, to help me out. So anyways, that was uh, I think a lot of people in Van Horn had a really great experience. All of a sudden, we had huge tourism come into Van Horn um, because of these launches. And, um, and in a lot of ways, that helps put small towns like Van Horn back on the map. Um, Van Horn was was such a popular, I mean, its history is, is really amazing in terms of like the first pioneering days, um, you know, spots of uh, finding water out in the desert and things like that really exciting moments and all of a sudden you have the space race moving through van like oh my gosh in thinking about like the road to space going through a place like van horn is really special and really important now, rural communities often get overlooked um, and students in these rural communities often get overlooked and so i think you know these moments where you have these big space companies in small towns helps bring them rightly back into the center of conversation. I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation today if that wasn't if that wasn't the case. Yeah. Um, and since you're talking about like, you know, small town, be on the map, seeing all these like hustle and bustle coming into a place that was so small before. Um, what is it like for you as someone who like grew up in Van Horn to like see how it was before and then see how it is now and then also like well, you're part of this development of the curriculum, but like see how it's now part of the town and this like whole new change coming through the town. So can you share how it just feels as like a person? Yeah. Clear. So I'm actually from Houston originally. I'm not from oh, okay. Van Horn. So I had, yeah. you know, been in Van Horn for four years. So I don't, um, that's not exactly my history, but I, I mean, I can say though that um, I just think Blue Origin and I'm sure SpaceX is knowing this in Laredo, it's just, it's naturally changing the fabric of what that community looks like. There are positives and negatives to that, just like there are yeah. to anything. Um, you know, we had a Blue Origin employee on our school board, um, which was a very exciting opportunity. Um, somebody with a very different type of education and work experience um, that was in the middle of those conversations. Um, and so, you know, it, who brought different priorities, different focus, and um, and I think that can only be for a good thing, right? Um, to have a diversity of perspectives there. Um, you know, all of a sudden we did, we had all these young engineers coming into our school and 
in small towns that are remote like Van Horn, 100 miles from any kind of major <laughs> museum <laughs> or kind of big um, kind of urban complex, it can be really hard to um, introduce students to everything that's out there in the world. And so all of a sudden, when you have big space companies with people from all over the country, um, sometimes all over the world, coming through Van Horn, it just creates new opportunities for discovery and for learning that we're missing before. Um, of course, sometimes the flip side of that is um, with, with new engineers coming into small towns also comes just new types of money, new types of economic interests um, that sometimes challenge um, how a remote or rural town was doing things before. And, um, and so those things get ironed out in city council meetings and school board meetings and hospital board meetings. Um, but I think that ultimately space companies like Blue Origin or Laredo can really breathe new life um, into, into small towns. It just requires a mutual respect from both the company and the town to go solve problems together and not assume that you know one's experience or one's history makes them you know um elite in some way or another in those conversations and that we can reach better conclusions together than we can apart um and i saw in your bio that you worked for the bill and melinda gates foundation also as the city council representative for the town of van horn could you share with us what that experience was like sure which one would you like to hear about first um let's do bill and melinda gates first <laughs> sure so I worked at the Gates Foundation. That was my first job uh, out of college. So I started there as a program assistant, and then I worked there for four years until I ended as a, a senior portfolio manager there. Um, the Gates Foundation, I just don't have enough good things to say about it. Uh, it's just, it's a leading health organization, um, leading nonprofit philanthropic organization in the world. And there's a lot of brilliant, smart people trying to make the world a better place. And I could think of no better, you know, working area than the Gates Foundation to kind of cut my teeth and to hear about the pathways and mentors of these great, you know, um, doing all this really interesting work. Um, so I was on the integrated delivery team, which was all about kind of integrating health services. And so often when we think about the United States, we think like, oh, well, we have a primary healthcare system, right? We have hospitals and we have clinics and we have, you know, general um, eye care clinics and things like that. And more or less, they all kind of, they, they, they speak to each other. They know how to work and interact with one another. But in a lot of developing countries, that network just doesn't quite exist. So when we think about wanting to roll out vaccines or we want to think about rolling out reproductive health care, um, it requires a lot of infrastructure all of a sudden to go and build. And so that's the team that I was involved with. How can we make sure that we can roll out this polio vaccine, this malaria um, intervention and things like that? So when I talk about mentorship at in Van Horn, it's because I was such a beneficiary of great mentorship at the Gates Foundation. Um, and I learned from a lot of amazing anthropologists and public health specialists um, teaching me about what why it's important to do good work um, and, and put people first. And so that was definitely the mindset when I moved to Van Horn that I wanted to operate with. Um, and so I initially was on uh, working with the public school district with PTEC. And then as I was thinking about, you know, students 
you know, getting these kinds of jobs, getting high paying jobs, it, me it meant that we needed to attract more into the county in order to kind of facilitate, you know, the kind of pipeline framework that I was was hoping for. And a lot of us were hoping for. And so I, you know, that was a driving force for me. When I, you know, when I ran for city council, there were uh, eight different city council, you know, um, candidates running for three slots and I knocked on every door <laughs> in Van Horn um, just because I felt like, hey, we can create, we should be able to create more opportunities in this town. Mm -hmm. And so that was the platform that I ran on. Um, I was elected. I, you know, served a two-year term. Um, but I really wanted to try to like address this concept that like we have all this stuff that's great that's going on at school. How can we make sure that the city is thinking about its growth, thinking about its utilities, thinking about the way that it's building its economic portfolio in ways that are smart and that are looking for like towards the future. Um, and so uh, that's what motivated me uh, to run for city council, and I was I was really happy to do that. It was one of the best times of my life. I've, I've I think everybody in some capacity should try to serve in some sort of civic office because it just gives you a new appreciation for um, people in community service positions. Yeah, I, I agree with the your your take on the Gates Foundation. I love it too. I'm a Gates scholar and they've been such a great resource like in college, uh, not just like as a scholarship, but also like the network. I think the network is like the best part of it. Like there's so many resources with like any like question that you have. I'm a first generation student as well. So like, yeah, it's like just navigating college. They've been so great about that. And then they're partnered with HSF and they're great too. So yeah, all good things. We're partners with who? Say it again, HSF? HSF, yeah, for, for the scholarship. What's HSF? The Hispanic Scholarship Foundation. Hispanic Scholarship, yeah. okay, that's yeah. that's fantastic. No, that's wonderful. And I just, yeah, the Gates Foundation is doing really important work and in so many different areas. And one thing that attracted me to the Gates Foundation is, you know, like to, to your point about the network, but also there were so few nonprofits that were working on a lot of things at the same time. Because I think that kind of integrated concept is so important that if we're all working in our individual silos towards a goal, but we're not talking to each other, we're not achieving the kind of impact that we should be. And so for the Gates Foundation, even when I think about global poverty, they don't just think about sort of putting you know money in the pockets of people, which is very important, but also what are the health concerns that exist? What are the education concerns that exist? What are the sanitation concerns that exist? And because no human is is just operating in a silo, right? Every day we interact with the healthcare and the education and the sewage and sanitation system. That's part of our whole lives. And so if an organization isn't addressing all those things at once, you know, we miss something really essential. And when I ran for city council while working at the public school district, it was with that same mindset, which was how can we be thinking about all of these things in tandem at the same time? We need to have, you know, all of these perspectives in mind at once in order to achieve lasting impact. Um, and then going back to what we were talking about earlier about me possibly implementing something similar like PTEG and the RGV. Who could we, who would you suggest that we contact from Blue Origins just to learn more about how, maybe not with Blue Origins or like specific partner, but just to like learn more about the program and how it came to be? Sure. Um, I, 
from the origin side would really recommend yeah. Eddie Seyfert. I'll send you some of the contact information there. He was actually the individual that was on the school board um, for Blue Origin. And so he was a really active participant in helping bridge uh, Blue Origin with the school district. Um, also, I would be happy to introduce you to the lead for their nonprofit club for the future. Uh, we recently at Van Horn School were working um, to create the world's first post box to space. So we worked with our welding students who are getting this fantastic welding curriculum to actually go and build the very first post box to space that people can travel to Van Horn, slip their post, you know, slip a postcard um, earmark for space, uh, and then Blue Origin employees will collect postcards from the post box, send them to space, and send them back. So we really, I mean, that was kind of a perfect example of P-Tech at its finest, which was hey, this is a really great opportunity for Blue Origin to work with our students to create something meaningful for the community. And so this post box to space sits right outside of our Clark Hotel Museum. I encourage everybody, if you're on I-10, headed to El Paso or headed to San Antonio <laughs> to stop by uh, and drop a, a postcard in the post box to space. It's completely free, um, funded by Club for the Future. And so I would be very happy to put you in touch with that, the lead of that nonprofit. He's a great guy. Awesome. Thank you. And I think the postcard thing is like so cool. I mean, not only is it a landmark now in Van Horde, but it's also like a physical representation of how like the curriculum is working and like it's like you can see it. That's so, so cool. Um, yes. But yeah, yes. thank you so much for joining us today, Caroline. We'll see everyone on the next show. But yeah, thank you. It was really great. Great talking to you today. Anna, thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm.